0: As the countdown to the 2021 draft continues.
1: Welcome to the Heat Wave Sports NFL Mock Draft. We have
2: a special announcement.
1: Heat Wave Sports.
0: Home of the 2021 NFL Mock draft.
1: draft. Tonight, we officially welcome... welcome to the Heatwave Sports NFL Mock Draft.
2: That's right, the Heat Wave Sports NFL Mock Draft... Times here every weekend with Heatwave Sports, 10 o'clock, Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas. Just to recap, real quickly, Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence. The Jets go with Zach Wilson. Mac Jones to the 49ers. Trey Lance to the Falcons in the four spot. Jamar Chase, the Bengals, Kyle Pitts, the Dolphins, and Devonta Smith goes to the Lions. That means we are at pick number
3: eight.
1: The Carolina Panthers
3: are now on the clock. So guys, this is going to be a lot of fun because when the when the draft comes on Thursday, we, we talked about you know the possibility of the trades and, and what could go down. But this is a uh, this is one of those teams that's already been active, right, in the offseason. They bring in obviously Sam Darnold from the New York Jets to compete for that uh, for that job in Carolina at the quarterback position. But uh, my pick has been influenced by what you guys have done so far in this draft, right? I've taken a look at it, like a lot of NFL teams will do on Thursday, and a lot of times it's guys that had the perception of slipping that end up being, you know, end up number one on the board for a team when they get to their pick, and that's the case here with the Carolina Panthers because they're going to go with Penny Sewell, the uh, huge offensive lineman out of Oregon, six six. 3.30, mountain of a dude. It was going to be the left tackle that uh, is going to protect whoever the signal caller there is in Carolina. And Tommy brought up the point, look, you know, it is it is extremely important to have, you know, generational-type offensive linemen to anchor your team to, you know, proceed from being just a good team to a great team to a championship team. And I think this is a great addition for the Carolina Panthers here, you're talking about a guy that has foot speed to reach defenders as a zone blocker and generate push when he, you know, this he can keep his pads down, but he's also you know in a in a power heavy type of scheme, which I think the that Carolina eventually is going to end up being and kind of ha- already has been. And uh, look, he's got shorter arms also for an elite guy uh, at the offensive present, offensive uh, tackle position, and he gets set super quick. And he uh, and he's one of those guys that is tremendous when he uses his hands is are a huge strength. I think Sewell is going to be uh, a Pro Bowl type of prospect and guy for this Panther franchise. That I think it's a uh, outstanding draft pick for Carolina here at the number eight position.
2: Tom, this may, may very well happen come uh, Thursday night.
3: Listen. I, a
0: couple of drafts ago, I told everybody, I screamed and yelled, and you know how many tweets I got back to him that night when we were on the air and I said, I'm taking Quentin Nelson number one overall. I'm taking him over Saquon Barkley, I'm taking him over Sam Darnold, I'm taking him over Baker Mayfield, I'm taking him over everybody. And he, and he fell, and he fell, and he fell, and he fell, and look at what he's become. Do I believe that Penny Sewell is as good as Quentin Nelson? No. Do I think he could have the same kind of result? Yeah, I do. I think outside of Trevor Lawrence, I think that every team that passes on him will be kicking themselves. And I will tell you what, this guy with the biggest smile in the world right now, how about Christian McCaffrey being able to run behind Penny Sewell? I think it's a great pick. Absolutely nailed it here, Chris.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you're talking about, you know, obviously right now. Best running back in football, and you get an opportunity to get a guy like this to uh, bolster your offensive line. He, you know, you know, Christian McCaffrey smiling from year to year. I think Sam Darnold's probably smiling from year to year if this was the pick as well. You know, you talk no about
2: yeah. uh, taking a beating in New York, but Penny Sewell finally goes to number eight. That means pick number nine is up.
1: The, the Denver, Denver Broncos, Broncos are now on, on the, the clock. clock.
2: This one's an interesting one in that you know there were talks talks of. Possibly trading the pick. There's talks of that GM front office, including John Elway, is uh, they're happy with Drew Locke, right? That's what we're that's what they're trying to put out there to the general public. We're going to give Drew Locke that opportunity to to grow as a Bronco and, and see what he can do. I'm not buying any of that. This is the draft of the quarterback, right, guys? This is the draft where we're possibly six quarterbacks go in the first round, and we were talking about five in the top ten, and we were talking about the fall of Justin Fields. Well, guys, he falls to number 9 for me. I think they go quarterback here. I know they need O-line help. I know they could use some help in the linebacking situation and in secondary. But with the way Fields is dropping, I know GM George Patton liked two quarterbacks on the board, Tom. He liked Trey Lance, and he liked Justin Fields. He's not going to get Lance, but he's going to get Fields here. How about, Tommy, Denver takes Justin Fields at pick number 9?
0: You know, I, I, I love this pick here, Tim, because there's no way that he's getting past Denver. I just think that somebody trades up for that kind of talent. Um, you know, To me, Detroit's a possible trade-out scenario, and I, I do think Atlanta could be a possible trade-out scenario as well. I fully believe that five quarterbacks are going to go in the first nine picks. I don't think he gets past uh, Denver at all. The question is, when is that six going to go to cash those tickets? Justin Fields is a guy, look, I made it very clear at the top of the show, I don't believe in him. Um, I think he can be effective. I think he needs everything to go right. And you know what? Denver's got a lot of that. Denver's got a lot of everything going right. They have a good running game. They're a run-first team. He. W- the, the
1: Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys are, are now on, now on the clock.
2: clock. Might have lost Tom there. Yeah, we, we lose Dem- Tommy there. Can you hear me? I think so. I think so, yeah. Uh, what do you think of the pick, Justin Fields, to Denver, Chris? I mean, it, it just seems like it's the draft's falling the way we're, we're – we're, uh, we're kind of for everybody here. We're trying to influencing the picks here, but I think if this is the way it goes come Thursday night, we're going to be pretty dead on so far.
3: Well, I think if you're the Broncos, right, and you're you're obviously not sold, I don't think on Locke and what he's been able to do there, and it's almost like you've had you know a revolving door of quarterbacks there the last two to three seasons in Denver. So I'm somebody who you know you know I I have a different opinion of Justin Fields than Tommy does. I. Uh, am high on him. I think that he has an opportunity to be a, a quality NFL quarterback, and so I would be on board with the Denver Broncos going this direction. I think that uh, he does have a much higher upside than than someone like a Drew Locke or or, or anybody else that they decide to bring in there, so uh, I would have no problem with the pick what, whatsoever. I'm, there's no question. They, they have other needs as well, too, but if uh, this was uh, the decision, I, I, I would be uh, on board with it. Do you feel that
2: their judgment in true lock is right, or, or are they just give they giving up on him. They not give him enough time here.
3: That's a great question. I think it. I think it is right. I, I just. I. I. I look. I, as someone, I'm not trying to act like I'm. You know, a someone who is engulfed in what the Denver Broncos uh, have been from from the quarterback position. Right. I, I, I'm not someone who's been in the quarterback room with them over the you know the past few seasons that that Locke has been there and 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 what has transpired with this franchise at that position. But I just I just I I just don't believe that he's the guy there. I don't. I think he's someone who can still be a viable NFL quarterback, but I think he needs to change the scenery. And I don't I don't think that it's going to be in Denver where he's successful. And I think they do need yes, yes, basically I need I think they need to turn the page at 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 the quarterback position in Denver
2: so the fifth quarterback comes off the board just in fields to denver let's go to pick number 10 again damon please the
1: The dallas Dallas cowboys Cowboys are now now on the the clock clock.
0: all right tommy all right guys listen listen guys dallas has been well we're moving up we love pits jerry loves pits all this stuff oh they're moving they're not doing anything they're probably going to stay right here and it's probably for the best look Their offense is fine. Their offense is fantastic, as a matter of fact, when it's clicking on all cylinders. They have a horrendous defense. And what they really, really need is a corner. Well, good thing this is a cornerback laden draft. And I love the guy that they're gonna take at number 10, Patrick Sartain. He's got the lineage, of course, everybody knows that, and and that means something. But if you just watch this guy's tape, he is a shutdown corner in an age where we just don't have shutdown corners anymore. He is a true number one corner. He will start day one. He will start day one against every team's number one wide receiver. That'll tell you all you need to know. This is the exact pick Dallas needs to make. It's the exact pick Dallas should make. It makes too much sense for Dallas to screw this up.
2: The second the Crimson Tide goes to pick number 10. The Dallas Cowboys take Patrick Sertain, which brings us to pick 11. The,
1: the New York, York Giants, Giants are now are on the, the clock. clock. So this New York Giants
3: team, you want to talk about a team that's going to be in transition here in 2021-22. You're getting back your star running back, right? Obviously, you know, the, the injury was was you know devastating to them last year as far as what they were able to do in the, in the NFC East. And I, when I was kind of contemplating this pick here in the last few minutes, I was harkering back to what Tommy was talking about with running backs in Tampa Bay, right? And having, having a log jam there at that position. And it's still not going to affect my pick, though, gentlemen. I'm still going down this road. Obviously, we saw what the Giants did in the offseason with getting uh, Kenny Galladay and some more pieces for Daniel Jones there in New York. That's what these Giants are doing. They are going all in with this offense, and they're going to load up, and they're going to add one more piece on the outside. Jalen Waddell, wide receiver out of Alabama, 5'10", 182 powder, who is going to add more speed in their passing game, and Waddle is the guy that can do it. You know, This would, this would go against the grain uh, for a guy like Dave Gettleman, right? Because he's, he, likes, he likes to prefer picking up big guys. Right. But, you know, with Waddle, we're talking about somebody that was bantered about and bounced around as, you know, who is going to be the best wide receiver out of this draft. We all talked about the other two guys. Waddle has potential to be outstanding. And you could say he's probably the most dangerous player in the draft with the ball in his hands. I mean, we're talking about lateral agility, elusiveness, field vision, breakaway speed. The guy breaks it off the line hard, explodes out of his brakes. Cornerbacks have are going to have nightmares about this kid. It is a tremendous addition offensively to the New York Football Giants, who take the wide receiver out of Alabama, Jalen Waddle.
2: So the third Bama player goes back to back ten and eleven, and three of the last five have been Alabama players. The other receiver, the other guy, Jalen Waddle, goes to the Giants. By a Chris Wynn. we'll go to pick number twelve. The
1: Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles are, now are now on the clock. clock.
2: So the third straight NFC East team will draft here, and Chris actually alters my draft board now. So mm-hmm. he, he, it's a change for me. I had Jalen Waddle going in this spot, but since Chris stole my pick, I will I will uh, have to adjust. Like the, just like these jams will adjust Thursday night. A little night. On you know, the
3: fly stuff, right, Tim? It's, that's it's it. A little, little ad living going on.
2: If you. I'm glad I did the research here. Um, we know they needed a quarterback, right, or, or that was a need. They drafted, they traded out of that spot 2-12 with Frisco. We know that receiver was a, a position that they could have improved at. Chris just stole the pick. So I'm going to go defensive side of the ball here, guys. And, Tommy, your thoughts. I'm going to go at the linebacker position. Let's go with the best linebacker in the draft and Micah Parsons out of Penn State. I think he fits in well there. With their defensive scheme, obviously they they need offense. They need a lot of help, period. But best player left defensively that I see, Micah Parsons. And uh, he's going to stay in state and play with the Eagles, Tom.
0: I'll tell you about Micah Parsons. It's pretty funny because two weeks ago on the Sports Garden Network show, I had a a Giants insider from Big Blue View on. Uh, He was 100% convinced that Parsons has a coach on the Giants coaching staff and the Giants are going to take him and he's fantastic and man he's so underrated Uh, and then uh, this week I had Tony Pauline on who does this for a living and and Tony told me Michael Parsons is completely overrated and the league knows he's overrated so it is kind of funny Tim you know he's he's best available on your draft board I can't knock you for taking the guy Um, I just would be careful because there is definitely a split opinion on him
3: You want to talk about a guy with all kinds of uh, versatility, right? That's what you think about with Parsons, as far as an inside linebacker. Not only is the guy, you know, disruptive when it comes to uh, his his run defense, but he's got foot speed too. The guy's quick. You know, he can slip box, he can, you know, he can shoot gaps. He can. He, he's tremendous. Uh, you know, uh, when he covers ground in zone, he's also you know, a great man-to-man cover guy as a linebacker. And you mix that with the fact that the guy can rush the passer too. I think
1: it's a, a a solid pickup across the board.
2: Lucky number 13 is up.
1: The Los Los Angeles Angeles Chargers Chargers are now now on the the clock. clock.
0: All right, guys. Uh, You know, this is a tough one. Me and Tim, we we talked about this last week about San Diego uh, or Los Angeles, whatever. And, you know, you said they need a wide receiver. I spoke to people that said, you know what, they have to go corner. Um, There is the, the growing concern about quite a few positions on a pretty loaded Charger team. I cannot believe that they would not say, you know what, we got Herbert. We've got to shore up this offensive line. It's been a problem for years. To me, they have the skill position players. To me, they have a defense that could get after the pass rusher. I am going Rashawn Slater here. I think he could be a top 10 pick. Again, he's not a Penny Sewell, but in any other draft that doesn't go crazy quarterback heavy, he's a top 10 pick. They get the second best offensive lineman in this draft. I'm going Rashawn Slater.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a nice pick there, Tom. You know, Herbert's got – you want to keep – and we always talk about – well, the lines are lines, but you want to keep Herbert healthy. and uh, he's, he's number two, no doubt, on, on all prospect boards for the O-linemen. He's a big boy. I like that pick a lot for the Chargers at
3: 13 as we move to pick 14.
1: The Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings are now on the clock. The yeah,
3: interesting how this is shaking out, guys, because uh, Tommy with an outstanding pick there, and by the way, jumped me too, as well, too, Tim. To- to so I can uh, feel a little bit of, uh, of what you got going on there. But uh, I'm going to take a look at uh, when it comes to the, the Minnesota Vikings, they are going to go offensive line, okay? And I, and I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is the guy that's going to be on the board and that the Vikings are going to look at here. You're talking about someone who's shown that he's capable of playing left tackle but his future, you know, look, he could be end up uh, more on the interior of the offensive line, and this guy uh, has uh, has the versatility, the ability, I think, to move about and uh, and, and and do those things. I mean, we're t- you know, this is a guy, Vera Tucker. He gets into position, gets movement at the point of attack in the run game. He is, I mean, when you want to talk about smooth as offensive lineman, that's what this kid possesses. He's got great body control, anchors well, you know, in pass and co- pass coverage and and uh, pass blocking, and. Uh, and as I mentioned, look, he played, he played very well at left tackle last year. But, uh, you know, he, he has the ability to kind of move throughout the offensive line. He's got, uh, he's got marginal length for a tackle prospect. And uh, I, think, I think his ceiling is much higher at the guard position, which is, by the way, where he played two years ago for the uh, Trojans. So I think that Minnesota looks to bolster that offensive line. They've got some pieces around them. But obviously, when you talk about the running back position and, uh, you know, we'll see a quarterback, we'll see exactly how that all shapes up there and uh, whether or not, uh, you know, some changes are made. But uh, I think that they end up with Elijah Vera Tucker at the offensive line position in this pick in the 2021 draft. Tucker to the Vikings will go to 15.
1: The New New England England Patriots Patriots are now on on the the clock. clock.
2: Yeah this this is an interesting pick. I know all of us have uh, really are can't wait till Thursday to see what happens here. It's my belief that there's going to be some movement here and the Patriots are going to are going to continue this offseason right Tommy with uh, just a complete change here. They they s- spent money in the offseason bringing in uh, free agents. Uh, I know they brought Newton back. On a, on a one-year deal, but that that didn't necessarily sell us on, on that he's the guy. I know Garoppolo's been thrown around. You know, I, I don't think they pick here, but I'm going to pick the, the the player that I think it will be in New England if this is the choice. And uh, it's not a quarterback, obviously, because we've taken the top five. I don't think it's a receiver because the big guns are gone. I'm going to go defensive side of the ball here. Gentlemen, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one, Tommy. I'm going to go... Secondary help, I'm going to go with the next best cornerback in, in the draft, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I think he's a Belichick type of player, and I think if that's where they're sitting at that 15, I think J.C. Horn wears the Patriot logo
3: next year.
0: I think J.C. Horn's a good player, very good player.
3: You think about you this deal, this guys. To- you, think, you think about this, guys. He, he, I mean, J.C. Horn, you can make the argument he's the best cornerback in this class. You really could. And uh, you, you nailed it on the head, Tim. When you talk about uh, he, he's a patriot kind of player, right? So I could absolutely see this happening. But I, I don't think there's any doubt. And and Tommy, I love your perspective. I don't think there's any doubt the Patriots will not be picking here. It's going to be some type of deal. I've seen a, a bunch of drafts, uh, mock drafts, where they've been making trades with the Lions, you know, to move up and try to get Justin Fields. And I that think the, they're Lions the team that goes to four. Here. Yeah, I think they're the team that. Yeah,
0: goes to they four could they goes. could
3: absolutely make moves here, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. absolutely.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think we all agree that, that they're not picking 15, they're picking higher, and Belichick's going to be the, the hero of the, of the 2022 season, right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Horn to the Pats. We'll go to pick 16, and then we'll take a quick timeout. Pick 16 on the clock. The
1: Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals are now on the, on the clock.
0: All right, guys. Well, the Cardinals were, were a little tough, but they were a little tough because I kind of expected the the run on cornerbacks to go here. And I'm still sticking with it. Newsom goes here. Look, this kid is a solid cornerback. They have to replace Patrick Peterson. I think they have a couple of guys that they want. Um, you know, for a luxury, they could go get a wide receiver. For a luxury, they could use an offensive lineman. Who can't? Barrymore is still here, who I think they take a hard look at. But I think they see the run on cornerbacks going. They're happy to get Newsom. He replaces Patrick Peterson as much as you can replace Patrick Peterson. Cardinals take Newsom.
2: Greg Newsom, the second Northwestern QB, goes to the cards at pick 16. We will step aside when we come back. Maybe, the, for, for, at least for Vegas listeners, maybe the biggest pick on the board coming up. Chris Wynn will have it at pick 17 after the timeout. It's Heatwave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas.
1: Sports with Tim Oglesby and Tom Barton. The Las Vegas Raiders are now on the clock.
2: NFL mock draft. You heard the announcement. Chris Wynn, this is, this is the, for listeners, this is a huge pick. Who are the Las Vegas Raiders taking at pick number 17?
3: Yeah, obviously the interest is going to be heightened. We are here in Las Vegas, and uh, this is a Raiders team that is in, you know, one of those intriguing divisions, obviously, in the AFC West where – You have the Kansas City Chiefs that you're going to be dealing with, right? You have the Los Angeles Chargers you're going to be dealing with across the board, the Broncos, and so on and so forth. I think that while there are a number of directions you could go here, if you're the Raiders, right? Because you're going to take a look at your front seven on defense. You're going to take a look at wide receiver because the jury's still out on guys like Ruggs, okay? Yes, you like to have the slot receiver, you know, obviously, in Renfro, who's, who was a pleasant surprise last year. and But they're still going to need to look at that position as well. But the Las Vegas Raiders, at number 16 in the draft, are going to take Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, okay? The linebacker out of Notre Dame, 6'1", 2'15". You want to talk about prototypical inside-outside linebacker abilities. This kid's got them. We're talking about length. We're talking about explosiveness. He is someone who, you know, is when we talk about linebackers, guys, and 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 defensive backs for that matter. What do we talk about? We talk about a guy that's a ball hawk, right? We want somebody that's around the football all the time. That's what this guy was with the Fighting Irish. We use adjectives like fluid and smooth, and he's, you know, he's quick in coverage. But at the same time, this is a guy who's also got the ability to pressure quarterbacks, too. He can hit quarterbacks. You know, he's got that anticipation factor, that closing burst that makes quarterbacks nervous. So I think that the Raiders look to bolster their linebacking core. They do have some nice young pieces on their D-line already that they can kind of build around. And we all understand here in Vegas what the Raiders need to do defensively. And they have holes to fill. But I think they fill one. With this kid, Jeremiah Wusu Koromora, uh, is, uh, is going to end up being the pick for the Raiders in the first round on Thursday.
2: Tom, we've done the longest-running Raiders report in, in Vegas since the announcement of the team. I'm uh, just interested, who would you have taken here at pick 17?
0: Yeah, I don't mind this. I, I think the way that the draft fell, Chris is pretty right. I still think that they need cornerbacks. I think that they could use a pass rusher. Here's the thing. There's no real pass rusher in this draft. There just isn't, okay? Uh, Barrymore is a guy that I think when you're looking at talent, he should be next on the board. But there really isn't that next guy that is is jumping off, uh, off the page at you. I think it's a good pick for the way that this draft has gone. I, I think that they would prefer to get a, a corner among one of the top four, a guy like
3: Newsom. And to Tom's point, yeah, there are guys out there like that the kid from uh, Georgia, right? O, o-, o- is someone I think they may take a look at when it comes to edge rushers. But but I mean that's exactly right what he's saying. Maybe even a Phillips out of Miami, but there just isn't there isn't those you know, there isn't those guys that just, you know, that, that just jump out at you, right? When it comes to edge rushers in this draft. It's just not something that exists, I think.
2: Goromoa to the Raiders at seventeen, pick eighteen up.
1: The Miami, Miami Dolphins, Dolphins are now on the clock.
2: So, so I, I just by chance I end up with the Dolphins again in this draft, guys. And, and we went Kyle Pitts, pick six, the tight end position. And I know people are going to say, well, the need offensive line helped to, to help to uh, protect two. I said it in my, in my first draft analysis, but we're further down in the draft now, and I, I know that uh, people are saying well, maybe they can use another receiver. I, I don't think that's the way we look at this pick at number 18. I think maybe. You know, Miami's active as it is. If, if they wanted to go up and get another O-lineman, they'll do it. If not, they'll wait, and they'll see what they have in round number two. I think with for Brian Flores, you're losing guys that can get to the quarterback. You lose Shaq, Lawson in the offseason. Kyle Van Noy gone as well. I think that's probably more of a pressing need at 18. I like the kid from Michigan, kui to go here at this spot for, for the Dolphins. Uh, it takes care of multi-need positions here. We can say tackle, we can say guard, we can say as rusher. Uh, I think they just, it's hard to replace the two guys they lost. They're going to start here with the big boy, the youngster out of Michigan, and pay at pick 18 for Miami, which takes us to 19. The
1: Washington, Washington football, football team, is team is now on the top. clock.
0: All right, guys, this, this I had the toughest time with because I think Washington is a ready-made win team now but they have a couple of holes right but they don't have a a jump out devastating hole this to me is a team that you're looking and you go okay they have their offensive line but they have an offensive line that that does fluctuate right they're in a position that you go who do you who do you take and i'm looking at guys on the board and i'm saying you know there's a couple of guys christian darris that was still there right tim yes how are you not? How did he not get picked at this point? And I think this is what Washington today is saying. How is Christian Darisau still there? Darisau has that mean streak in him, which I love. Him and Tevin Jenkins have that mean streak, which you really like in this draft. He will be the best running def- uh, offensive lineman, you know, run-blocking offensive lineman that is available here. What does Washington want to do? They want to run the ball. He seems like a perfect fit to me.
2: Yeah, Darisau, Virginia Tech, tackle to Washington at 19. We go to magic number 20.
1: The Chicago Chicago Bears are are now on the clock. The Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts Colts are now on the clock.
2: It's the Bears, Chris, pick 20.
3: Okay, so Tommy's team here, we look at this squad, and uh, you want to talk about a team that's been in transition and it's kind of just trying to figure out who they are on the football field. This is one of them. You could you could maybe look at a wide receiver in this position, right, to to add to the you know the to that uh, offensive core. But I also think that uh, you need to fix some pieces in that secondary. And obviously, you know the the, the Gibson loss I think is huge for Chicago. And so I think they go to TCU. I think they go to Trevon Mooring, the safety out of TCU, the junior. We're talking about somebody with, a, a, again, a lot of versatility. He's also someone that may be, make a difference when it comes to special teams, particularly early on in his career. And I think that uh, he's someone that is a, a nice fit there. I think he's a, a, a nice fit there. And so I think that the Bears end up, uh, you know, there's obviously look at him. He, sometimes he plays too aggressive at times, I think. And, he, and I think he also has some issues that he's going to have to uh, battle against in the NFL and he's going to have to fix with regards to his struggles when getting off of blocks. But that being said, I think that uh, he's someone that, uh, I think Bears fans will fall in love with. I really do. I think he's someone that will fit there nicely in that secondary. And so the Chicago Bears go to Trevon Mooring with the uh, the uh, TCU junior at the safety spot with the number 20 pick in the draft.
2: Tom, you're a Bears fan. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, who you like at this pick and,
0: and what you think of Chris's pick. I, I don't like Chris's pick not because uh... – it's a bad pick for Chris. I just don't like the direction. Look, they have two glaring holes. One is they have to get a wide receiver. Uh, I don't think that you jump for a wide receiver here. I made my my feelings clear there, but Bateman is there. Uh, But they also just got rid of Fuller, and Fuller is a big, giant hole, man. He was a good player. I will take Farley here if I have my choice. I know he's injured. I know he fell down the draft stock. He's a potential top ten player that should be picked in this spot, strictly based on value. The Chicago Bears could get their fuller replacement because he's fallen a little bit.
2: Tom, what do you you know? With you're the first to admit that the front office in of Chicago is just it's it's ludicrous, and it's hard to be a fan of this team and, and not ex- know what you're expecting in this draft, right? You really have no idea what they're going to do here.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, look, this is I, I've heard I've heard maybe quarterback here. I this is a Bears front office that we know is inept at everything they did. Okay. The Chicago Bears have often drafted poorly. So nothing would shock me here at all. I have no clue because if they went offensive line, you go, okay, I could see it. If they went Barrymore, here, you go, okay, I could see it. I can see far, I can see quite a few players, Tim, kinda of falling into the spot from different positions.
2: I'm uh, anxiously anticipating your text come Thursday night when pick 20 is made. I, I'm hoping it's it's a it's a good Tom Barton text, a happy one. But I know if it's not something that you feel is <laughs> right, you will not cho- uh, you will not mince words when it comes to the Bears. That's an absolute fact.
3: Come on, Tommy, you know the deal. You know people are going to be fired up out there in the Windy City, regardless of what direction they end up going here in the first round.
0: <laughs> you know what they should be. Because th- this is it. No matter what happens, it's the Bears. They're going to screw this up.
3: <laughs>
0: I, do I sound like a Jet fan, guys? Yeah. I, no, you, I, sound, I, like I think, you yeah, sound like a Lions
3: fan. You sound like I love Lions living
0: fans. around the Jets fans, and they go, "Oh yeah, the ba- we, we've had the worst drafts ever." And I just like, yeah. You want to talk about this? Want to talk about Curtis Enos any day today?
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Mooring to the Bears at pick twenty. Now pick twenty-one. The,
1: the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts, Colts, Colts are now on the, the clock.
2: clock. So. Again, the, the, just because you know, I'm complimenting you guys on your picks that Tommy kind of stole my thunder here. I thought maybe, man, this is fun being a GM, isn't it? I thought maybe saw was going to slip to me at 21 because we we know the Colts need some offensive help. Carson Wentz, the new quarterback there, and he's had a, a history of injury issues, as everybody knows. What better way to, to get some big beef up there in the front line for him? But since Tom stole the pick at 19, I'm going to go – away from the line now, I'm going to go a different direction. And you know, I know you have, last year we saw the Indianapolis Colts and their young receivers, right? Zach Pascal and Michael Pittman. Then you have Mo Alley-Cox and Jack Doyle over the middle for the tight ends. I think that they can beef up here in the receiving position. T.Y. Hilton's supposedly back, who knows, with, with his injury problems as well. And, and Tommy said Bateman, and I agree, was the next best receiver on the board. The uh, wideout from Minnesota, he had a hell of a 2019 season with over 1,000 yards receiving, 11 touchdowns for the Golden Gophers. So we'll go with giving Carson Wentz another toy here to play with and, and hopefully res, re, uh, resurrecting his career with the Annapolis Colts. We'll go Rashad Bateman, receiver from Minnesota at pick 21, which will take us
0: to pick 22. The
1: Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans, Titans are now on the clock. On the clock.
0: Guys, this one's uh, pretty easy, right? Caleb Farley's going here, and Tennessee is ecstatic to get him. They cut both of their starting cornerbacks before the year, right? Now they, they have uh, Jenkins has gone. Now they got Malcolm Butler. Uh, they let go of Malcolm Butler, and they signed Jenkins, but Jenkins is on, on the end of his rope. You've got to go get a cornerback. This defense was dreadful last year. They ranked 28th or worst in every single passing defensive statistic. Caleb Farley, and this is a steal.
2: Quarterback Caleb Farley from the VTech Hokies to the Titans at 22. Tom, you didn't think that maybe – or did this cross your mind of, of
0: adding another receiver there for the Titans? And, and uh, oh, I'll, I'll, Yeah, I did. I'll tell you exactly why I didn't. Because all the receivers left are slot receivers, Tim, and they okay. don't need a slot receiver.
2: Very good point. Very good point. 23. We're up. The
1: New York, New York Jets, Jets, Jets are now on, on the clock. The clock.
3: So the Jets obviously get this pick uh, via Seattle here, and uh, another situation. Tommy jumped the gun on me there. Got in, and it was a solid pick for Tommy. As uh, I was thinking the possibility that uh, the Jets would go here, so I'm going to stick in that realm, and I'm going to I'm going to kind of go outside the box here just a little bit. Not really, but just a little bit, okay. And I say that the Jets because they're still going to look at that position. They're still looking at their secondary, right? They need they need help in the secondary, and so. The New York Jets are going to take Asante Samuel Jr. out of, obviously, Abby Barton's Florida State Seminoles, okay? 5'10", 184. A little bit of concern, obviously, about a Samuel as far as his size. But, hey, you guys know it. We've seen cornerbacks in the NFL that have been successful that have floated around 5'9", 5'10", and still have tremendous cover skills. You know, it's uh, Asante Samuel kind of gives them a, you know, a a sound football player across across the way from uh, Tredavious White, right, That they can in, in that secondary. So, uh, you know, I think, or excuse me, not Tredavious White, uh, the Jets, I'm talking about the Jets now, not, not the Bills. So uh, I think that uh, the Jets kind of throw a little curveball here, go, go Asante Samuel Jr. at the cornerback position in this pick.
2: So another quarterback comes off the board. Seminal Asante Samuel, Jr., 23-2, the Jets, pick number 24 on the clock. The
1: Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers are now on the clock.
2: Yeah, this is a fun one for me. And, and Tom, I'm going to need your thoughts after this because I know you do radio in Pittsburgh and have been talking to your, uh, your sources out there. You know, when you look at the, the Steelers, they re-upped, of course, at the head coaching position. He's going to be there for a while. And we all kind of know the, the game plan there in Pittsburgh, right? have a nice line, good defense, wins games for you. I think when you're looking at the future of the Steelers, the, the uh, quarterback question will come in as who's going to replace Roethlisberger as he's on his last legs. The O-line, like I just said, you always want to beef it up. It looks like, as Tommy said, Villanueva's gone. Maybe that's an address that they need to go here. but. You know, I just can't get over the fact when I look at the depth chart and I see Benny Snell Jr. as you're starting running back with James Conner on his way to the Cardinals now. For me, I just just can't see them not taking a back here. And I know Tom and I have the same thoughts about running backs in the first round. But for me, you know, I like there's three running backs that I think are are all potential first-round guys. If you're looking at a back in Javante Williams, Najee Harris, and Travis Etienne, who we talked about earlier in the show, I think that the Steelers grab a back here to try to at least have a two-headed monster with Snell. If that's the route they're going to go, why not go 6'2", 230? The guy who's rushed for over 1,000 yards the last two years, he can find the end zone. Big boy. Give me Najee Harris. Alabama, again, gets another player in the NFL in the first round. Tom, I like Najee Harris. I think they address the running back position. What are you hearing?
0: Yeah, I think that this makes a, a lot of sense. Um, I, I'm hearing out of Pittsburgh, this is who they want. This is, uh, they want a running back. I know LeVon Kirkland wants and uh, ETN. I think ETN is a better fit here. Uh, I'm not a giant fan of Harris, but I think this is a, a situation where anybody can walk in with that Pittsburgh team and do well running. So, yeah, good pick. Very good pick. I, that's the pick that I expect to happen, too, Tim. Pick 25. The Jacksonville,
1: Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars are now on the clock. On the clock.
0: Guys, I had Boring going here, the safety. Jacksonville weirdly doesn't have a lot of key uh, you know, issues. It's They have a lot of issues. There's a, one way to look at this, and you go, Cam Robinson, he's playing on the franchise tender. There are some offensive linemen here. Tevin Jenkins uh, is out there. Eichberg is, is out there. But, guys, the defensive line of Jacksonville averaged 1.1 sacks last year, tied for the fewest in the NFL. They need an edge rusher. There's no edge rusher. You know what? You go, go get Barrymore. Big boy, right in the middle, best defensive lineman in the draft, and Jacksonville is ecstatic. they got the best quarterback and the best defensive lineman.
2: Another Bama guy, Tommy. You think that – did we uh, – did he get go too low here? Or do you think he's, he's going to go a little bit higher if, if it comes Thursday night,
0: or do you think we're kind of on with, with where we're at? I've seen him uh, projected anywhere from 10 to second round. So I don't think anybody knows where he's going. Because you know what it is? In, in another draft, he's a second-round guy, yeah. okay? Uh, but he's the best defensive lineman here, and team needs defensive lineman. they'll take the shot.
2: All right, another Bama guy. Pick 25, Jacksonville Christian Barrymore takes us to pick 26.
1: The Cleveland Browns are now on the clock.
3: So Cleveland is another team that on a ton of mock drafts, guys, they were looking at, uh, at, Bear, at Barrymore there for him. So uh, this, is a, this is a Cleveland team. We, we understand what they have offensively, but I think that early on in this draft, they're definitely going to be looking defense. So I'm going to take a shot here, and I say they go with, uh, with Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher, 6'5", 266 out of Miami. I think this is the pick here. You're talking about a combination of speed and versatility. Uh, obviously, we all understand when it comes to Phillips, you're going to be worried about injuries a little bit, right? And he's someone who plays a little bit too high at times. But I think that uh, you know, with that defensive core there, in Cleveland, I think he's a nice compliment to those guys. And so I think that uh, this is the direction that uh, the Browns go as far as, uh, you know, their late first-round pick, and it's Jalen Phillips out of Miami for the Browns in here in the 2021 draft.
2: Phillips to the Browns at 26, pick 27.
1: The Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens are now on the, on the clock.
2: All right, I get my voice here. This is a big pick for me. Yeah, it's one of two first-round picks the Ravens will have as – they acquired pick 31 just a few days ago from Kansas City in the Orlando Brown, Jr. trade. You know, Tom and I have talked about this as well off air. What are the needs in Baltimore? Obviously, you're always looking for a, a true number one receiver, I would think, is is the, the always the big question mark. You could always help the offensive line out, especially with the running back situation they have here. You want to give those guys as much space as you can to, to get out into the open. Um, my my top thoughts are that the running the run, or the wide receiver situation I I'm not sold on who the next best guy would be at that spot as far as the offensive line I think all the guys that I like initially are gone as well so I'm going to go with best available player in my opinion and it, it's another pass rusher I think with when you look at Baltimore they always build towards the defense and why not here take in my opinion the next best pass rusher off the board now that Phillips is gone as well Give me Jason Oa, Penn State, at pick twenty-seven. Tom again, another another Pennsylvania guy, Penn State guy. Baltimore builds through defense, and and this is where I think they're going to go at twenty-seven.
0: Yeah, you know you, I, I see where you're going with it. Um, I think you'd be very happy if Baltimore gets him. I, I think it, to me, he's a little highly rated, but I don't I don't hate it because you're not getting him in round two, right?
2: No, you're not. Is who did you, who did you have Baltimore taking here in, in spot? Do you have a mock draft that? that listed down that low
0: uh you know what i'll tell you (laughs) because uh i'm going to be able to take baltimore again right at 31 correct. i'll I'll tell you that my guy that i would take here might be available
3: okay okay and i had actually i had them trading out of this position i I think of the saints is it was one of my mocks i had the saints actually moving into that spot so anybody knows who they would (laughs) take it's a a free for all
2: well let's find out chris the Saints are going to take at twenty-eight. I think, believe
0: this one's going to be at the top. Pick twenty-eight.
1: Yep. The New Orleans Saints are now on the clock.
0: All right, guys, Saints are here. I will tell you, I had Asante Samuel going here. I thought that that was a great pick um, because the cornerbacks are just so deep. So I had Samuel going here. They need a corner. They are not going to be able to get a corner. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, what, what else does the Saints need, right? Who do, who do they need? Could they reach for a quarterback here? They're not going to go reach for a quarterback here, okay? Um, I still think that this, this is a draft where this is who they want. They want to go out there and make a splash. This isn't a splash guy, though, guys. I think they go safe. They go offensive line. I mentioned Tevin Jenkins a couple of times. He's mean. He's nasty. He's got an attitude. And that's something the Saints really haven't had in a while. With Jameis Winston— Behind uh, center, look, you need to protect him because he he gets in a lot of problems. And they're going to go back to more running style. Give me Tevin Jenkins to go here.
2: Jenkins to the Saints at 28. Next up, pick 29.
1: The Green Green Bay Bay Packers Packers are now on the clock. clock. Green Bay Packers, a team that are going
3: to be looking at the wide receiver position as well, too, guys. Obviously, you know, adding more pieces to Aaron Rodgers' arsenal. You could have looked at uh, maybe an Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss here at the wide receiver position. I think he's a little bit too small, though, in my in my opinion. Although I do think he has uh, return abilities, but I, I what I think goes down is I think the Green Bay Packers will look at Kadarius Tony. Out of Florida, wide receiver. We're talking about a dangerous slot receiver, a guy that uh, will also contribute on special teams. We're talking about a rare explosiveness that goes along with this guy's open field instincts. He's got tremendous contact balance, a uh, guy that you know can run after the catch even when contact is made. And the Gators did a good job down there, of kind of scheming him uh, to help him get open and to kind of you know maximize his talent. So. I think that uh this is a piece that Aaron Rodgers is going to be happy with uh to go alongside Devontae Adams and company. And so I see Kadarius Tony going to the Packers here with the 29th pick in the first round.
2: Tom, what about the the big uh, green and yellow here? Uh you know, you talk about Aaron Rodgers and and his his future stint on the the show jeopardy, you know, it, Are they looking at bulking up some receiving? I mean, they could use some linebacking core. They could use some secondary help as well.
0: You know, I'll be honest with you. I think that they're looking at life after Aaron Rodgers. And life after Aaron Rodgers is A.J. Dillon. It's Jones. It's running. It's cold. It's go back to Packers football before you had two Hall of Famers, right? I mean, that's what this coach has told everybody he wants to do. That's what this coach has made it very clear to do. I wouldn't be surprised if they go after an offensive lineman here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after uh, somebody that that can really create havoc. But the problem is is that there is no havoc guy. So I don't mind going after a wide receiver here. Um, I do think that offensive line might be the position only because I think they're looking at life after Aaron Rodgers. I I think you have to at this point.
2: Pick 30 on the clock.
1: The Buffalo Buffalo Bills are now on on the clock.
2: Buffalo outstanding year last year, right? We we saw the <coughs> the progression of Josh Allen, so he's getting better and better. You know, I I, I kind of look at the the Ravens side of this with Buffalo as well. You can continue to stack the defense when you're picking this low. It, it's a need spot or it's who I think is the best available player in this position. That's why, as we've talked about, gentlemen, you always see Baltimore and Green Bay and New Orleans and Kansas City. You know, always getting what seems to be a steal in the draft. Well, they're the best available players left at that point. It's not necessarily where they need to fill a hole. I know Buffalo could use some in defensive interior help. I do know that. But looking at our draft board, right, guys? The, the edge rusher from Georgia is still sitting here. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name because I'm not going to embarrass myself here. But Am I right in Ojulari, Tommy? Is this, is this the guy? He's sitting there he's right around the pick where he's being projected, and it's somebody that could help Buffalo out next year.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Tim. I, I, yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I think, you know, when you look at Buffalo, and I, I say this all the time, they they had a direct plan over the last three years: first offensive line, then defense, then skill position players. Now they're in the okay. What's the chip that could get us to a victory? What's the chip that could get us to a Super Bowl? And maybe he's the guy. Maybe they catch lightning in a bottle.
3: All right, we're down. Yeah, to talk the about a guy who's a natural pass rusher, too, right, Tim? I mean, yeah. we're talking about uh, with Aziz. He's got the guy. The guy is going to be a terror for quarterbacks, and uh, you know, obviously playing in the AFC East. Uh, you know, that's that's a good thing to have. So, it was a solid pick. We saw Pago. We saw
2: uh, Phillips. Oa and now, Ojulari. I think it's a nice, nice draft for edge rushers here in 2021. Two picks left.
0: Pick 31. The
1: Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock. Baltimore.
0: Alright Tim, here's the guy and this is the guy that I would have picked uh, in the first spot for Baltimore. You, you, yeah, you have Orlando Brown, I get it, okay uh, and, and Orlando Brown, that's fine, but the Ravens had a lot of problems on their offensive line last year, so I want a guy that could move around. Give me Alex Weather- Leatherwood out of Alabama. He's a right side offensive tackle he also has experience at guard he also has experience at left tackle I think he's a fail for that offensive line. They can pop him all over, they can move him around. Alex Leatherwood in a run-first offense, is a fail-safe guy, this is a move where you go, you know what, they think they're a piece away, let's get that piece. Alex Leatherwood might be that guy. He's a backup um, to a bunch of positions, but he can start a bunch of positions too.
2: You know what's funny, Tom, is that's totally an Ozzie Newsome draft pick. and Eric Costa now, that the new GM there, but who do you think he learned under, right? Who do you think still, I'm, I'm sure Ozzie Newsom still has... Uh, he still has Eric Costa's ear. Doesn't that just seem like a complete Ozzie Newsome pick there?
0: It makes sense, you know, and the versatility is something. How many guys got hurt on their line over the last couple of years, right? A guy Mm -hmm. goes down even for three, four games. You got to shuffle it up. Leatherwood just jumps in there, and he goes, you don't have to shuffle it up. Just move me over. All right, Chris, when you have the last pick of the first round,
2: pick number 30. The Tampa
1: Bay Buccaneers 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 are now on the clock.
3: Okay, guys, we rounded out the first round here. Last year, of course, uh, uh, I actually lost a prop, you guys, last year on this pick because the Kansas City Chiefs took Edwards Hilaire at the running back position and it put the running backs over in the first round last year. Uh, while I talked about it earlier in the show with Tommy and, and we, we discussed about the possibility of them taking a, a running back year, I don't think they do it. With uh, the Chris Wynn Tampa Bay Buccaneer pick, I think they're going to go edge rusher. I think they're taking Carlos Basham Jr., the, the senior out of Wake Forest, Jason Pierre-Paul is not a youngster anymore, guys, all right? He's getting up there, and I think this would work really nicely, getting him in there. They showed Thanks, in the Super Bowl last year how important the, the pass rush was to winning winning the whole thing, right? And And Basham's a guy who's a bigger end, who'd be a nice rotation player next season for Tampa Bay. No, he's not going to come in there and just, I think, you know, take things over by storm. But I think he can take over down the road for a guy like Jason Pierre-Paul— and I think that the Buccaneers look defense and go with the edge rusher, Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest to round out the first round.
2: Good times tonight on Heatwave Sports. Tom, how do, you, how do you think we did overall in this draft?
0: I think it's very close. I, I mean, you know, I, I actually, I think that we picked closer to what the teams are going to pick than what we actually believed, you know, which is, is <laughs> kind of shows you Uh, you know, what the reality is. I mean, listen, guys, if I'm the New York Jets at number two, I'm taking Penny Sewell, right? But I'm also not trading Sam Darnold. So I think we did a great job of what the teams might do.
3: And again, you can preface it, right, Tim, by saying that uh, we know there's going to be movers and shakers. There's going to be trades. So it kind of just throws a monkey wrench into all of it. But it is still a lot of fun to kind of speculate on what we would do and what we think these NFL teams will do across the board
2: seven Alabama Crimson Tide drafted by us in the first round of our mock draft. Uh, gentlemen, where are, we, where are we going to be for watching this Thursday night? Tom, where are you going to be at?
0: I think I'm going to be at Barton's Place. I'll probably be at my bar, watch the draft. You know, it depends on the crowd. I like it quiet. I'm a big draft guy. I got to coach uh, baseball before that, so I'm getting home about an hour before time. Usually I spend all day, which I probably will. I got to coach baseball. Before that, I might need to, need to just get away into the quiet. So it's either my office downstairs, or it's my bar.
3: See, Wynn? I'll be rolling over to my one of my favorite establishments. I'll be over at the sports book, over at the Orleans. Kind of, you know, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some Chris Win parlays going on with some, <laughs> you know, with a lot of the, you know, live sports action that's going to be going on, and then of course. We'll be, you know, getting a chance to catch the draft and see exactly what's, what transpires there. So uh, it's going to be kind of like a smorgasbord of stuff going down on Thursday as we get set for the first round.
2: I may I may hit you up, see when I'll, I'll let you know where, where I'm going to be. I Maybe mean, we can uh, link up. Tom, we're also going to do the draft for our Fantasy League. We're going to do the draft drawing Thursday night as well. Ah, very
0: cool. Okay.
2: Talk about Tom Barton Sports. Talk about the Sports Car Network. This is a big week for all of us as the NFL Draft Thursday night. Well,
0: TomBartonSports.com, guys. Go check it out. I'm going to have draft some some draft specials up there, but all I have to say is, again, another hockey winner today. 29-9 and 9 on the year, hockey results guys you can go check that out and check out sports garden go check out wagering week is the podcast i had levon kirkland on this morning i had tony pauline on this morning and the great dave Sherapin you're gonna get great stuff there wagering week
3: it's wagering
0: week and c
2: when always a pleasure my man to let everybody know where they can find you
3: you can find me on social media at Christian W. Wynn on Facebook and Twitter. Also at C. Wynn 77 on Instagram. And, uh, and Christian Wynn also on Twitter as well, to at Christian Wynn. So always a great time hanging with you guys. Have a great week, both of you. Chris Wynn,
2: Tom Barton, TomBartonSports.com. And special thanks to DeMond Cotton for getting all of our sound in tonight. I appreciate him very much. For those three gentlemen and myself, Tim Ungles, we have a great sports week. We will back next week to break down this crazy NFL draft only on Heatwave Sports. That's Heat Wave Sports, Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Good night. Have a great week.
1: The Vegas Golden Knights host the Colorado Avalanche, Wednesday at 5.30 on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM, KKGK Las Vegas.